This week on the podcast, I tell you to stop trying. What does that mean? Listen to find out. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Average to Athletic podcast, where we are always trying to become high-performing humans across the board, not just the physical, but the emotional, the mental, the overall understanding of our place in life. Today we're going to talk about what is really kind of a nuance in words, but I think is very important, this idea of trying. So a common narrative in our life and in our culture is that you got to keep trying. If you, you know, you never fail as long as you stop trying. And so it's this thing where we have trying always is couched as a good thing. But unfortunately, more often than not, when I work with clients, I see it used as an excuse. And so if I told you to stop trying anything, you probably would think I was telling you to quit or to give up. And that probably seems like something you may not expect to hear from a coach. But in fact, it's probably one of the most common things I say to my clients and athletes. So our society falls back on a few common sayings that are meant to signify effort and intention. I tried my best. You know, keep trying, you'll get there. You only fail when you stop trying. But the thing is that more often than not, this focus on trying is what actually keeps us from making a decision. If I get to that, it can be confusing, so let me explain a little bit further. So language is important. It's our ability to communicate is limited by our vocabulary. So the words that we use to describe our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our intentions create our worldview and the way we are perceived by others. That's why when we say we are trying to achieve something, it can be misleading and ultimately sabotage our efforts. For example, I work with a lot of clients who are looking to lose weight. Now, this isn't an easy process, but it's absolutely doable. So not everybody is successful, unfortunately. And, you know, the first thing they'll say when I say, how's it going? You know, how's the overall weight loss? They'll say, well, I'm trying to lose weight. And, you know, essentially what they're saying is they're trying, but I know what they're saying is that they're not losing weight. And you may think this is a bit harsh, but that's the reality. They're not trying to lose weight. They're not losing weight. Now, the issue is that there's no such thing as trying. We either do something or we don't. It's simple as that. You don't try to get out of bed in the morning. You either do it or you don't. You don't try to be a nicer person. You either are or you aren't. So in an effort to feel better about ourselves and please those around us, we've created this false third category of options when it comes to making a change in our lives. That's the category of try. So think about it a bit. We often use this word in conjunction with something that hasn't happened yet, specifically in an area of something we want to change or improve. For instance, suppose I tell you I want to get stronger and that you should check in with me in about a month to see if I've done it. So a month passes and you ask me how it's going. I have two options. I've either gotten stronger or I have not gotten stronger. What I can't tell you is that I tried or that I'm trying. That's not answering the question. I either did the actions required to get stronger or I didn't. So the problem is that we, if we chalk situations the problem is that we, if we chalk situations like this up to events outside of our control, meaning I didn't get stronger because I have bad genetics or I was busy or I don't know how to exercise the right way. But all of these are excuses. There are attempts to shift the responsibility to something or someone else instead of uh, admitting what we did or didn't do. Now, I know that you're probably thinking I'm being hard ass about this. 
we're all trying, you know, we're doing the best we can do after all. But my point here is that the perception that we are trying is oftentimes the very thing that keeps us from succeeding. So the process of trying becomes active procrastination for most people. Essentially, this becomes the placeholder for concrete action. Instead of looking at outcomes and inputs, we occupy ourselves with the notion of trying. I get it. Success doesn't happen overnight. So how do you describe that, you know, the time between when you start and then you get an outcome? Well, that, that's a good question. So this is the difference between having a dream and having a plan. When we say we're trying to achieve something, wealth, happiness, health, weight loss, or any other lofty aspiration, we often focus on two points, where we are now and where we want to be. Now, this is the equivalent of living in Miami and saying, I want to go to Denver. Now, the end destination is important, of course, because it serves no point to, you know, but, but it serves no point if we can't also create a plan to get there. So that would look like I got to get a car. I got to find directions. I have to take the first turn and then the next turn and then so on until I actually get to Denver. Now, the language of trying does serve as a nice placeholder for a quick explanation for others about what you're trying to do, what you are attempting to do. But when it becomes a substitute in our self-talk for an actual thoughtful approach to change, it can easily become the act of procrastination that keeps us stuck. At the end of the day, action is all that matters. What have you done? What are you doing now? And what are you going to do? Once wishes and hopes add up to nothing without action. Our actions say much more about what we want than anything else. So if you say you are trying to reach some goal, the better question you should ask yourself is, what, what do my actions say about my intentions? So let me, you know, this may put some a better visual on it. So let me share a story of the first time I really saw this lesson play out and really stuck with me. So I was on YouTube or something. I was watching a Tony Robbins seminar. He's a very smart guy. If you haven't heard of him, you should check him out. Uh, this is a few years back. But he was on stage talking to a woman who was frustrated with her life and her marriage. And he could tell that she was stuck in this misery, mostly because she was pretty stubborn and she wouldn't refuse to accept responsibility for her part in the life she lived. So he gave her a test. He said, you know, they're all sitting in these chairs. And he goes, try to pick up that chair, he said. And he points to the chair behind which she's sitting. So she obviously wasn't sure exactly what the point of this was. So she turned around and picked up the chair. And he goes, no, no, no. No, you've picked up the chair. He said, try to pick up the chair. So she turned around and set it down and held it on the ground and looked back at him for reassurance. No, no, no. Now you've set the chair down, he said. Try to pick up the chair. So she started to get frustrated and she turned around and picked the chair up, looking back to see if this is the right answer. She goes, no, now you've picked the chair up. He said, try to pick up the chair. So this went on for another round or two, and then the crowd started to figure out and realize the point of the exercise. And eventually, she also realized what was happening. And Tony went on to explain his point that there was no such thing as trying. You either do or you do not. And so that lesson stuck with me ever since. Because we tell ourselves that we are trying all the time. But this is not an honest evaluation of our efforts and actions. We do this to make ourselves feel better and to not feel like a failure. And more often than this not, this results from two situations. We're either overextended and doing too many things to actually put the time and resources into successfully making a change, or we don't really want to put the work into whatever it is that we say we want and we use the language of trying to placate the other people in our lives. And ultimately, this does a disservice to ourselves and to others. And the remedy is simple. Just be honest about what we really want and what we're actually doing. 
So we hesitate to admit that we're not going to do something or pursue, pursue some goal that someone else is asking of us because this flies in the face of the people-pleasing tendency many of us suffer from. We feel that we may let people down if we don't at least say we care about making the life the change happen. Even if we don't, we, we say it. The, but the reality is that we're ultimately just leading them on. So if your friend asks you to do a favor for them and you say you'll try, you're not being honest. If you intend to do it, then say you'll make it happen. But if it's not something you're truly interested in seeing through, then you need to tell them that up front so they can move forward. And on the other hand, if we can't say no to new opportunities and obligations that come up in life, we end up being overextended. And as a result, when we're asked for an update on the status of our endeavors, we give a safe, I'm trying response that we hope will signal some form of effort. However, saying something and wanting it to be true, it just doesn't work like that. So in this scenario, we're much better off looking at the actions we prioritize over the recent past and determining where we're actually putting our time and energy. And odds are that if you're not, if it's not something you made time for the last few weeks, it's not really a priority for you and you'd be better off to just stop. Just say no to the things you don't want to do and aren't going to do. Though this may seem difficult at first as though you're shutting down some potential future and closing the door on an opportunity, this ultimately frees you up to pursue the things you really care about. And if you really want to make a change, then you need to think about the concrete actions you can take. An incredibly effective way to do this is to hire a coach that can help provide objective feedback for you as you work on a specific process that will lead to change. You can also create external pressure. So you have deadlines, public promises, or like through social media, or wagers with people or, or softwares that will help you follow through on things that you said you wanted to do. Many of us have a difficult time acting off of internal motivation alone, so little artificial incentives go a long way. But the most important action you could take in regards to making a change is to define your goals. It's far too easy to commit to any and everything that looks like a promising venture. We try a bunch of stuff, then work backward to see if it fits into our goals. However, if we can start with the end in mind and consider how our values and goals match up with the proposed option then we can have a much better ability to make a decision on whether to pursue it or not. What I really want you to take away from this whole thing is that there are only two options when it comes to doing something. You either do it or you don't. By making the change in our language to become more direct about what we're doing and what we, what we value, we create more clarity for ourselves. This in, turns, this in turn creates more clarity and understanding in every relationship we have. Work, family, romantic, friendships, teammates, sports, coaches, you name it. So the next time you catch yourself saying that you're trying, stop and clarify. If you're actively working toward that change, then say what you're doing. But if you're not and you know it, then say so. Don't lead other people on and don't lead yourself on. And to clarify that, back to the example of if I'm trying to get stronger, if I'm working on getting stronger, so you know this this. You use try as I'm undertaking an endeavor towards some change, right? But if I say, you know, if I tell you that I'm trying to get stronger, that really only is a half truth because it doesn't tell you what's going on. I'm getting stronger because I'm going to the gym and lifting weights every day is one answer. I'm not really getting stronger because I'm not lifting and I'm not doing this stuff. But we oftentimes use language to try and appease other people to make them think that, you know, we're doing something, right? So like I, I get this all the time when I talk to clients or kids I work with and then I'm like, you know, for something simple as like squatting all the way down. I'll go, you know, squat all the way down. They get like halfway down, like squat deeper. 
I'm trying. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. You're not doing it. And it's like, it's one thing to say, I can't do it or I don't want to do it. But when you say I'm trying to do it, it, it unfortunately takes you away from the most important part, which is what are the actions you're doing? Meaning better feedback would be I'm trying to in my I'm working on squatting deeper, but I feel stuck in this point, right? And that gets a, a level of change. For example, if I say I'm trying to lose weight, you know, that doesn't answer. Well, are you losing weight or are you not? Because if you're losing weight, that's excellent. That That's what you're doing. Focus on the action because that's what actually helps you get to a change. And if you're not losing weight, then don't say you're trying to lose weight. Say these are the things I'm doing. These are what I'm struggling with. And that will help you. So I understand that when you hear this, you probably can think, yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of, you know, semantics in that but I think it's very important because when you say you're trying really are you I mean trying would be and then trying thing these are the things I'm doing so be clear communication is so vitally important and the words you use matter so do your best and just see how this plays out I'm not saying you never use the word try again but I'm just saying be mindful of what you say and what you really mean when you say you're trying you know and be clear with what you're actually trying to communicate. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to a wonderful, another wonderful episode. I know, I hope you got a, a lot of value from this. If you have any questions on this, you can always email me. It's admin, A-D-M-I-M, at gramtuttle, G-R-A-H-A-M-T-U-T-T-L-E.com. Absolutely love to kind of dive deeper and dig a little more into this, but I find a lot of value in learning to think and process in a very, or think and coach in a very process-oriented manner. And I think this helps a lot of people actually achieve results and the goals they want. So if you have any questions, reach out. Otherwise, share this with someone that needs some help getting more direct clarity on what they're trying to do. Otherwise, I will see you all or talk to you soon. Take care. Be safe. Bye.